Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Hey y'all, this your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up Podcast. And really, all I want to say is, Happy New Year. Everybody, welcome to the year of 2022, where we coming into this thing with no break at all. Anything that you want to accomplish, you accomplish it. But we're actually going to be bossing up in cannabis and in law this month. So let's get into it. Inspired by a love of culture, design, entertainment, and the arts, Francesca Witzberg Esquire protects entrepreneurs, industry talent, and brands as an award-winning intellectual property and contract expert. Francesca represents an array of industry from startups and entrepreneurs to Fortune 500 companies and renowned celebrities to notable institutions and national nonprofits. Francesca and her team are committed to understanding your needs through tailored legal strategies that keep businesses protected and profitable. So I introduce to you all Francesca. Hello, Francesca. Hi, how are you? I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. We are going to have an amazing conversation. This was definitely an interview worth waiting for, you know, guys. So make sure that, you know, you have your notepads out, your pens, your cell phone notes section, however you take notes, you know, make sure you have it available and ready to go. So. I always start off my podcast with asking my guests, what is your definition or meaning of purpose? I love that. And really my definition of purpose is doing something that you believe will contribute to society. I I do think that at the end of the day, like if you're just chasing money and you think that money is the end all be all. It's not. Money is definitely a means to the end. So when you think about purpose, it's really how are you contributing to whether it's society or the universe or to someone else, you know, we're all, we're all here and contributing some way. So I think figuring out what it is that you're doing and the why. Absolutely. I agree with that. You know, there's no need to walk around every day um, not knowing why you exist and what, like you said, contribute. That's a huge part of purpose. Like, what is your contribution to not just yourself, but to society? Because we have things that we love to do. We have things that we are super passionate about. And what are those key things? So then that way we can keep duplicating that over and over and over again so we can make people happy. I mean, because we don't want to just be content. We want to be happy about it. So we have to know these are the things I tell people all the time. It's those hard times that help us find out what our purpose is. It's those good times that also help us find out what our purpose is. It's those ending relationships that help us find out what our purpose is. It's a little bit of everything that compiles in this thing that we call life. So guys, it's not something that you just wake up and you find. It's not a scavenger hunt. Is something that is just put its pieces together and then you'll hear the ding go off in the top of your head like this is it. You'll know. It's like a little inkling in your in your belly when it's you're so nervous true. about something. <laughs> so if you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be and why? Oh, 
Okay. In one word, I would say passionate. I think that's really passion is something like I like joked about this to my husband the other day, how even from being a little girl, people always say, oh, Francesca's very passionate. Like I just, you know, because my personality, but like once I find something I believe in and I really get excited about, like I get really in. And I had a call today with a client who was like, I can literally, she's like, I literally can feel your energy and your passion, you know, wow. through the phone about intellectual property and, and, and your job. And so I would definitely say passion. <laughs> yes. You can tell, like you said, the client said, I can feel your energy. They don't have to be next to you guys. You can feel people's energy through the phone sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? You can just tell if this is something that they really, really love to do. So passionate is definitely a good word to use. I like passionate myself. <laughs> so, you know, growing up, we have different role models and mentors. Who were those key people that impacted your life, even as a child and in adulthood? Yeah, um, I had I, my grandfather was a immigrant from Italy and he came over, started a business from nothing. And it was a very successful construction company. And I got the opportunity to live with him. Um, he lived above in, in a floor above and my parents lived below. So we lived in a house together and just watching him. And he would always just kind of like put little entrepreneurial tidbits in my head. Mm. And that totally motivated me, you know, being able to start your own business and hustle, work, don't care what anyone else thinks, just just work hard and take it one step at a time. Um, that to me was was huge. And so he's mm-hmm. definitely one of my biggest um, role models. And then for today, I love Tom Bilyeu. I really like, I'm a big Tom Bilyeu fan and um, he's someone who I aspire to be too, is having that entrepreneurial style, having, you know, my own platform, which is what gave me the, the, the motivation to create my Instagram account at the trademark attorney and really just, um, create a space for me to educate and empower businesses using social media. He, he was a huge influence in that. That is awesome. That's amazing. And it's it's so great to even have those people in your life, even at a younger age, like you said, your grandfather, was just like giving you those little gems yeah. and you know sometimes planting you the think seeds about that stuff. right sometimes you think about it but it's like do I really execute is this something that I really want to do so it's good that you were able to kind of have that little head start um as a child and then it helps you mold you into who you are today yes so we know you are a lawyer so what made you pick law We're not going to get into the intellectual property part yet because that's what we're going to talk about right after this. But why law? You know, it's funny. If you ask a lot of lawyers, they're going to tell you the same story. At some point in their lives, likely when it was when they were young, they were told that they were passionate, that they liked to to debate, a.k.a. they were argumentative and Mm -hmm. that they would make a good lawyer, you know, whether it was a good thing or a bad thing. And that really was something that my family was like, okay, Francesca likes to talk. She likes to debate. And, um, and I also love to read. I was always reading. Um, Mm. so it was just something where they were like, oh, you know, you probably would be a good lawyer. But then when you get to college and you're like, I don't want to be with my family wants me to be, you know, I kind of really decided, I decided quote unquote, not to do law. I was going to do nonprofit work. 
Mm. And I worked at a nonprofit agency and I saw that as much as I, as I loved it, I I saw working what it was like working with lawyers and I really liked Mm -hmm. their job. So I ended up going to law school thinking I would do nonprofit work. I ended up doing intellectual property because I went to the best school I got into that gave me the most money. I think that's what a lot of students do. And it happened to be a really good intellectual property law school. I had no idea what IP was, but it once I found out that I could actually take my passion for helping people and advise creatives, businesses, individuals on how to protect what they're creating and their mm-hmm. their their businesses and their livelihoods using intellectual property. That was just like everything sparked from there. And then I learned about fashion law and, and music law and sports wow. law. And I was like, this is just, I want to be in. I want to know everything about it. I want to help as many creatives and businesses and brands as I can really knowing the law. And it was like the best decision I've made because like we said at the beginning, I'm really passionate about it. I, I love, love getting up and helping my clients every day. That's awesome. That is awesome. So yes, for those who do not know what IP is, that is intellectual property. So can you tell our listeners why it's so important to protect your intellectual property? Yeah. And I think even before that, I can say what, like, what is intellectual Mm -hmm, property, right? Intellectual property refers to creations of the mind. So there's really four categories in the U.S. Mostly it's patents, which protect inventions and certain designs. Then there's trade secrets that protect secret and proprietary information. Like the Coca-Cola formula is a trade secret. Then there are trademarks that protect our brands, our names, our slogans, designs. And then last but totally not least, because it's a really great tool, is copyright, which protects creative works like films, um, your photos, courses, content. You know, that's re- there's really so much that copyright protects, but it's really when it comes down to it, creative works. And so your intellectual property, if you're thinking about it, I was like, wow, it's everything. I mean, we're making intellectual property right now that you own. Yep. Um, you're using my publicity rights. That that, that also is um, related to intellectual property. People who are making courses and content and selling that and licensing it and giving people permission, that is all intellectual property. And you're actually monetizing your IP uh, through these business transactions. So although a lot of people may not know what the term is, I I really try to educate people to understand what it is so that they could look at it, not just like their business, but more as assets because they are, they are Mm -hmm. assets, even though they're not tangible assets, they're intangible assets and you can put them on your your accounting books, you can sell them, you can monetize them, you can um, give people permission and then you get money in exchange. There's like so much you can do. And basically, you know, in our, our new digital world, yeah. <laughs> almost everything is IP. If you think about it, yeah. if you're online, mm-hmm. you're just creating IP all the time. But the, the, the problem is that people aren't protecting their IP. Mm. So they're creating it, they're monetizing it. But then what happens when someone takes their names or takes their copyrights and is using it and it steals sales away from them, it hurts their brand. And it's much harder to get other people to stop if you don't have the right protections in place. So it's really important 
to work with an IP lawyer early so that at least like you understand what's out there and mm-hmm. what you're doing and how to protect it and try to avoid some of those expensive legal issues. Yes. Because there's nothing like being served with a cease and desist, y'all. It's the worst. <laughs> you I don't want that. It makes, cause I'm not a litigator, right? Like I hate litigation. Like I hate when my clients come to me and they're like, Hey, I got this demand letter. I'm like, Oh, Gosh, just because mm-hmm. a lot of the times it's preventable. You know, if you had your trademark registration, we could just respond and say, well, you clearly didn't look at the register. We have the earlier rights. We have the trademark. That's the most ideal situation. But a lot of times clients say, oh, I just never, I never thought about it. I never did the right search mm-hmm. or um, I didn't know. And unfortunately, like those aren't excuses in the law. You can't just write... You could try and hope hope that the person will not sue you, but then you're, right. you're going to have to change the name or you're going to have to do something, mm. which could be detrimental to a business that you've invested so much time and money in building a brand. Right. Right, y'all. Come on, you got to get right. Get, legal, <laughs> get right. <laughs> it's people just like her out here assisting people every single day to make yeah. sure you don't fall in between the cracks. We already know we make a lot of mistakes when we first become entrepreneurs, all that stuff, even along the way sometimes we still make mistakes. But if we have those individuals who are more knowledgeable than us, then we need to utilize them. It's true. <laughs> oh my goodness. So what do you feel may have been maybe your biggest challenge to get where you are today? My biggest challenge? Um, I really think it was... It, it still is right. You know, like I'm still, I'm still growing because I worked, I worked in law firms right out of law school. So I went mm-hmm. to a small firm, a small boutique firm, which means a boutique firm means they only do one type of law. So I went to a firm that only did intellectual property law. Then I moved to the world's biggest law firm, <laughs> literally um, wow. massive firm and was working with massive fortune 500 clients and, um, and startups too. And then the challenge for me was how do I live a life where I am thriving personally and professionally? Mm. So that, that's, that, that was my challenge. Um, because you know, you're always going to have career challenges, but like, for me, I wanted to look at success a little bit differently and not just think of like money and status because that all is like fleeting. I wanted to really succeed personally and professionally. Like I said, I love what I do. So of course I'm want to be the best at it, but if you're the best at your job and your home life is miserable and you're unhealthy and you're depressed and sad, like that, that's not success. I don't care Mm -hmm. how much money you make or what your title is. So when COVID hit, um, I was, it was, I was during my first pregnancy and I had my son two months early. This was in 2020 Mm. and it just kind of like changed. It just like totally changed my perspective on working and lifestyle and my definition of career success. So I moved to a firm and now I'm a partner. So that was mm. a big change. I realized I need to be my own, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still within the firm and I have a supervising, I have a supervisor. Right. I have, there's someone who runs the firm, but I get to kind of operate like I'm my own, like right. um, my own client base in the firm. And I realized that that's what I needed for me to grow and that the corporate lifestyle wasn't 
really for me at the, at least at this time of my life. Mm-hmm. So that was the challenge. And, um, it's been over a year and I just got all my numbers back and my client numbers. And we filed, <sighs> filed over like 400 trademarks in, since I started working here, registered wow. 40 client marks in the year alone. You know, a lot has happened. Um, wow. so the challenge was finding the right environment and the right, mm-hmm. the right role, because mm. I think people get stuck in roles where they're, they're, you know, their, their skills aren't really being utilized. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was realizing I was really good at the marketing. I like having calls. I like educating people. And I couldn't do that when I was just sitting in at my desk, just right. churning out client work. So that was my challenge. You. <laughs> <laughs> you had to do what works for you. Like, you know, like you, it was, it was a process, you know, it was like, okay, now let me figure out what I have to do. What I, what do I know that I'm good at? You know, where do I think I can fit and be able to, like you said, prosper and thrive in that particular area without really having like a whole bunch of overhead, like going crazy. Like you don't want to be in the number, you know, you want to be your own number and do what you need to do to make sure that you get the job done. So that was, you know, we all call that scaling or, you know, whatever you want to call it. And it worked out for you. But like how you said, it might work for you, but it might not work for somebody else. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, I don't, I don't hate on big law or That's corporate right. America. Like there are people who are going to do really well mm-hmm. and that environment is right for them. But I think it's important that you, everyone like reflect and think, okay, you know, I've been, I have this dream of mine that I've been talking about forever, but I keep putting it back. Maybe now's the time to start that side business, or maybe now's the time to invest. And if I hadn't, if, you know, truly like if COVID didn't happen and if Mm -hmm. all of those challenges and that struggle I went through that year did not occur, I would not be where I am. I wouldn't have had the courage to leave, Mm -hmm. to kind of start my own book of business and it it's literally changed my life. Like it's changed everything. Yes, we like change. Change <laughs> is good, y'all. Sometimes change is really good. Yeah, you know? it's hard when you're like, no, no one likes it. No one wants right. to go through struggle. Mm-hmm. No one wants to struggle. No one wants to fail. No, no one wants to, you know, whatever it is, not make money. But sometimes it's literally the universe just pushing us towards what we're supposed to be doing. Exactly, exactly. Now, on my podcast and just even period as entrepreneurs and creatives and thus forth, I promote a lot of wellness and self-love and self-care, um, especially like you said, like during COVID, we went through a lot of changes. And I think more people were really like tuning into like their mental health and their physical health, emotional health and so on. So I know you get busy. You're a mom, you're a wife, you're a friend. How do you get to pour back into yourself after, you know, handling clients all day? I, I prioritize myself always. And like, I think, I think especially as women and and particularly moms, like we have to stop feeling guilty. Like, I'm Mm. sorry. We have so many things to take care of, but if you don't take care of yourself first, then you're not going to be able to service your clients to the best. You're not going to be a present mom or present wife. Um, so I really fundamentally, like structure my day around my mental and my physical health. And, 
then getting all the stuff done, you know, taking care of my kid, the food in my house, which is a whole other job, you know, my clients, it's just, we got a lot, but you can't let like other people's expectations, even if they are your family and your kids Mm -hmm. ever really suppress you from your mental and physical health. Yes, I agree with that. That was a good one, Francesca. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely agree with that. Because like you say, like even as moms, like they're known as the superheroes, you know? Yeah, which is not <laughs> great all the time. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Walk around with the S on your chest. It's, sometimes you have to take the, the cape off. We have to take the cape yeah. off. It's, it's, it's in us, especially in women. We're naturally caregivers and I tell people all the time, and that's actually a part of my story. I was a caregiver starting at the age of eight years old. My My mom got injured on a job and my mom had permanent nerve damage on the right side of her body. So I, being the only child, had to take care of her for so long. But that was like all I knew. Like I was a good kid. I got good grades. I traveled the world. Like, but it was like, but who am I? Because I'm out here being a grown up at eight years old, you know? So I'm glad I was able to experience that but then also able to I was able to appreciate the shift once I like turned 30 to understand who I was and being able to kind of like walk into my own path and understand like oh, okay oh so this is what Tiana like this is what Tiana doesn't like and so on and so forth so yeah guys it's important to kind of understand who you are go on this little self-identity journey do whatever you have to do but take the cape off y'all it's okay <laughs> Yeah, because that's what ends up happening to a lot of people is they think they're defined, you know, you're either defined by your job or you're defined mm-hmm. by your status as a parent um, or a wife or a husband. And like all that stuff is really important, mm-hmm. but who are you? And right. like, I know very well who, who, who I am and you know, that's something about me that people have said literally since I was little, like going to the passion and energy mm-hmm. thing, like Francesca knows who she is, but it's literally what's been, it's, it's how I've been able to literally have two kids under two in the middle of a pandemic while building a book of business, while creating three different social media platforms, running the house. That's it. Because guess what? I energize myself and I, I have mm-hmm. the energy because it's it's me and I focus on my mental health and physical health and then all, I'm able to handle all the other stuff. Exactly, exactly. So I've been, you know, asking this question a lot, especially in these last two seasons. So if you can give young Francesca a piece of advice, what would you tell her? Uh, I'm going to give myself a piece of advice now. <laughs> <laughs> Like, just take it slow, be patient and stay the course. Mm. Stay the course is my mantra for 2020, for 2022, because, you know, we all see through a lens of filters on Instagram and likes and followers, you know, we only get to see the, like the end result. You don't get to Mm -hmm. see what it's like for those people to struggle and hustle, especially with COVID. Like people are literally getting sick. People are losing relatives and friends or losing their lives. Like there's Mm -hmm. just so much heavy, heavy stuff that's been happening the past couple of years. But then all we see is, is 
the business, look how many, I made seven figures. I made eight figures. Mm-hmm. I, I got a hundred thousand followers and it's very intimidating and it makes you feel like, Hey, well, why aren't I there yet? And you want to be there. But I would just tell, you know, old, old French, young Francesca and current Francesca, just be patient, stay the course, everything that you're doing, all these little things add up and will lead to success. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is definitely a good piece of advice. Like you said, even if you were younger or now, like it, yeah. works. it still fits. It definitely still fits. So we we go around, walk around, get in the car, do all kinds of things. And we always sometimes have that one item with us all the time that may either keep us productive, keep us sane, whatever. What is that item for you? Okay, besides my phone, because everyone has their phone, <laughs> I I usually have my head my headset on me, which is mm-hmm. um I have the Beats, mm-hmm. I have Apple Beats. Here they are. They're right here. Look, I literally have them everywhere. So <laughs> <laughs> I have them, and they sit around your neck. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm out or something, I I love Audible. I love um, mm-hmm. eBooks, mm-hmm. and I can listen to eBooks. Like you, literally, you don't have to just sit down to read a book because as much as I love reading, like it's it's a luxury almost at this point, especially for people who are super busy, you know, to sit down yeah. for four hours and read a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's true. That but so but true. while I'm running errands or or cleaning right. house, you know, like you just pop, I just pop in one earbud and and listen. So um, I think it's the combination of like my my audible and my head headphones. Yes, I love a good book myself. I told myself this year that I was going to read a book a month. So um, I've already started reading my first book, which is Will by Will Smith. I wanted to read that. So that was <sighs> the kickoff for the year. Did you so, finish? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. I'm like Probably half, so good. I'm not even halfway in, but I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it's good. So yeah, I'm really that. excited about this whole thing. I'm a reader myself. So. Yes, I'm super excited about that. But what do you have coming down the pipe? Do you have anything that our um, listeners can look forward to? Um, whether it's an event you're speaking at virtually, whatever. I have so, I'm always speaking. I would say for people, just follow me on Instagram. I'm at the trademark attorney. Um, and then if you click in the link in my bio, you'll see everything that I have going on. Um, I have my YouTube channel where I'm constantly putting out intellectual property videos to educate and give businesses all of the really easy to understand information, the tools to, and the access to, to, to lawyers. Um, I also have a free 15 minute IP strategy call, which a lot of people do and they love because, you know, again, with access, lawyers can be really expensive, but I'm, that excuse is over. Like I'm literally telling you guys, here's free 15 minute strategy call. (laughs) And so, yeah. And then from there, I'm just put, can continue to put out content. Really 2022 is the year of um, all of the informational videos, continuing to network and help as many people as I can. Yes, that's awesome, y'all. We like free. She just told you free. <laughs> yeah, of course. But you know what's funny is people sometimes they don't take it. You know they, yeah. but it's there. Yeah, it it's unfortunate. Yeah, you can you can tell somebody is a free Wawa 
cart outside. <laughs> and all you got to do is do a cartwheel. They won't even do the cartwheel yeah. to get the free Wawa gift card. So, yeah, that's true. A lot of people still won't take it, even if it's free. <laughs> Which sucks. But, hey, I know I'm getting my 15-minute call. Y'all better yeah. I'm getting my... <laughs> So you already told them how they can connect with you on social media. So before we go, can you give our listeners a piece of advice in regards to Boston Up, not just in business, but also in life? Okay, I'll do business in life. Boston Up means that you are you are taking ownership of your business because no one else is going to do it for you. And with that is the law. Most people just focus on sales and growth and marketing. But if you if you look at all of the successful business owners, they understand the importance of having strong legal protection because they don't want to deal with the crazy ramifications of not having your stuff set up. So take ownership, do your trademark filing, your copyright filing, and that one contract it's the, those three things are really the most important for all online businesses and entrepreneurs. And if you don't know anything about that, just click on that link in my bio, my Instagram bio, and just set your call. Then for bossing up in life, I really, since we were talking about guilt and all of that, I would say just like get over the guilt and focus on yourself, put energy into yourself this year, invest in your mental and physical health. And you're just going to see so much success and relationship developments flow from that. Yes, that was a good one because (laughs) this is the year of networking and making connections because I know that's what I love and know how to do that. So I'm going to continue to do that, but we're going to be landing some big people this time, y'all. So be on the lookout. (laughs) Thank you, Francesca, so much for being on this episode. You were amazing, y'all. She dropped some gems. I hope you guys took notes. She told you how you can keep in contact with her. She has the free strategy session, which is 15 minutes, but any other videos you may need to look at, she has it all there. Just click the link on her bio. Everything is there. Boom. We like accessibility. And she's giving it to you. So with that being said, I hope everybody has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose.